Hola amigos. Welcome to the A Little Gray and A Lot of Grays podcast. This is your host, Ari. In the last six years, my husband and I have built a million dollar business from our kitchen table and using social media. Alongside having two babies, you can only imagine all the value that we want to give you guys. So in this podcast, you'll hear from business to how to elevate yourself and become 1% better every single day. Even some teachings that I've learned being a mother and some social media tactics that nobody will share with you. So whether it's a conversation with myself or some homies that I get to interview, I hope you enjoy the podcast and let's get into the show. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. As you know, I, you know, we had a home birth and this podcast has uh, been on the will do list for like ever already. Um, And it's just perfect timing. I feel like Analia is five months and time has passed, but I've learned so much, but I wanted to get back on here and actually have my midwife who, oh my gosh, was such a blessing. I'm like getting choked up to work with. Um, I just want to have a conversation with you and uh, maybe give some insight on like how special it is to have, um, to have the ability I mean, really, ability to um, to birth at home or not a hospital. Let's just be honest. So, if you guys don't know, um, I'll just give you like really quick background, and then I'll have my beautiful friend who's literally sitting next to me um, tell you her story. So, I um, birth our first son, Aviel, in a hospital, very traditional, every every drug you can think of. And I was like, if it's out there, give it to me, I'm down. Um, and then uh, I had a second, my second birth with Aiden. And with him, he came so fast that I was like half medicated. And then with Analia, it was like, no medication, all herbs and teas. And uh, it was just so, they were, they're all so, I mean, clearly birth is birth. The, the baby does uh, get here and it's, all, it's always special. But to know that we don't have to do it the way that we've always thought we had to do it, um, it's kind of like the message that I, that I and, and the intention of this podcast. So I'm super excited because, I have literally this girl who basically was like my bestie for my entire like nine months. I can text about anything um, because we both knew that if I was feeling a certain way or there's tension in my body, if there was like hesitation in my head, there's anything was going to affect the way that birth was going to go. And that to me was just so profound versus my experience with my doctor um, when I did have, when I was pregnant with the boys, I couldn't, I couldn't sit there and tell her my life. Cause that was just another appointment. So anyway, hi Courtney. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. And she's pregnant. I am 18 weeks today or yesterday. So, so, <laughs> and I was, and I asked her, I was like, wait, so are you going to be on midwife? No, 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 no. I mean, some people choose to have unassisted or free births, but right. I, 
I, I love to have midwives right. and I love midwifery care and I feel really fortunate and grateful that my midwives are my friends. And so mm. I just feel that love and support. Um, the magnitude of that is really beautiful and I'm super excited and grateful. That has a lot to do. Um, that has a lot to do with like birthing and really having like a friend, yeah. you know, yeah. through this entire journey. Um, and I don't know if all midwives are like you, cause I've only experienced you. <laughs> um, but it's just, I think if, if your heart is connected and that is a person and you really feel like that's your person, then that's the person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I do recommend that anybody who's looking for a midwife interview multiple people. If you have access to multiple midwives, I know that in some communities, um, midwives are a limited option, but if you have the option available to talk to different midwives, get to know them, you know, feel out for that connection because that connection is going to be your support right through the challenging moments and the beautiful moments and everything between. Okay. So Courtney, tell the people about yourself. How long have you been in this field? How yeah. did you get into it? Yeah, so I, I'm originally from the East Coast. I've been in San Diego since 2008. Um, I met my husband pretty soon after I moved out here. And then a couple years later, you know, we got married and then we had um, our daughter. And she is going to be nine next month. Oh, wow. Which feels really weird. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and so with my daughter, I was like, I was really naive. It was before I was in birth work. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you just, sh you obviously have your baby at the hospital, but you just show up at the hospital and the baby comes out. Like what right. more is there to it? I didn't take a childbirth education class. I had a doula, but she was somebody I didn't really connect mm -hmm. with. Um, and my husband was not prepared at all. I was not prepared. And it was, it was a long labor. It was a really beautiful experience, but it was really challenging. But what stood out to me the most was the way that the hospital staff um, took care of or didn't take care of me mm. in that space. And that had a huge, huge like transformational impact on me. And, um, you know, I came out of that experience with this desire to support women and other, you know, mm -hmm. families and other people having the experience of having a baby, but in a more connected and um, individualized care focused mm -hmm. kind of model. And um, so I immediately became a birth doula. Like I attended my first birth when my daughter was six months old. Oh, wow. Just like dove into it. Yeah. Wait, can you explain what it, because even I, yes. I have to Google DuckDuckGo. Um, <laughs> Uh, doula and midwife. I thought, yes. I didn't know the difference. So yeah. So a birth doula is a labor support person, kind of like your labor coach. Mm -hmm. So somebody who's going to like massage you and squeeze your hips and say positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. And, um, in the hospital setting, I think there's a, a larger role for the advocate advocacy piece of what mm. doulas can provide, mm -hmm. you know, advocating for people and making sure that their needs are being met right. while they're giving birth in the hospital. But with home birth, um, typically midwifery care allows for that support 
supportive, more integrated care experience. And so birth doulas are definitely still valuable. Um, I love birth doulas. I fully support getting one, but they also do things like prepare a meal or, right. you know, help mom get up to pee and, you know, just various different things. Um, and they're amazing. So doulas are support. Um, midwives are... <laughs> I'm Elia's here too. <laughs> Midwives are basically medical care providers. So we're responsible for making sure that both mom and baby are safe and healthy and everything is progressing normally during the pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. Um, yes, that's right. You remember that, don't you? <laughs> and so a lot of what we do is, you know, taking care of people, but we also do you know, depending on the midwife and her style, right. do things like speak affirmations and right. labor and squeeze hips. It just kind of depends, you know. Yeah, with the style is with uh, Laura. She mm -hmm. cooked. So Laura was our doula. She cooked. She um, took the pictures because I was telling, yes. asking Abdul. I'm like, can you go? Can you take pictures? So she like was like, no, give me the phone. I'll take the pictures. And then she took her care of the kids. Um, she did like a lot of like things that Abdul could have done, but then it would have taken away from the experience. Yeah. I think she even like washed her sheets. Oh, she washed my sheets. Because I turned around at one point to wash them and I was like, where are the sheets? And yeah. she's like, oh, I got it. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, did, she did some like hands, hands on and yeah. Um, and then I also connected uh, with her often during my pregnancy about how I was feeling and um, just some things that were coming up. Yeah. And so, you know, that's another thing too, is like having a, a doula so that, that, um, that having a doula that you can interview is what I wanted to say um, so that you feel good. Cause it could also be like, you know, I could have chose my friend who is a doula. Right. Um, and I specifically, I love her. I love her so much, but I also didn't know how I would feel having my, my friend like there and I'm naked and I don't know. It was just, yeah. it was just different. So obviously like it was perfect. She didn't get offended or anything. She knew like, yeah, that's not the vibe. It's all good. Yeah. Um, Okay, so, so it yeah, so that's the difference between mm -hmm. doula and midwife. Um, and then another thing I'd love to add about doulas is a lot of them teach classes. Mm. So like breastfeeding classes, childbirth education classes, comfort measures classes, they really prepare you one-on-one -on -one for the type of birth experience that you want to have. Okay, so you guys should see what's going on. I'm never going to post this video, but <laughs> you'll hear the audio. Um, okay. So you were pulled in like this, like soul call of yes. what you can bring into births and, um, absolutely. And it was a soul call. It was right. a soul call. I had, I was finishing up school. Um, and I, my degree was in, women's studies and medical anthropology. And so medical anthropology looks at like alternate healing modalities around the oh, world. Wow. And so I was really interested in like how I could specifically show up for women in areas of like healing and wellness and support them in a way that's kind of like outside of the system. Right. But I didn't really know exactly what that was until after I gave birth. And then I realized, oh, this is, this, this is, is it. where it is. Yeah. 
Um, so then I started attending births and I attended a lot of births as a birth doula, mostly in hospitals because most people give birth in the hospitals. Right. Um, and I very quickly realized that I could not provide the type of care and support that I wanted to prepare or sorry to, um, the word that I'm looking give. For. Give. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm already getting pregnancy. <laughs> but I couldn't provide that type of care working so intricately in the system. Even right. though people were hiring me to be their doula, I was still stepping into a facility mm. and having to tell them, like, yeah, you can ask for this, but they're probably not going to support mm. you in having it. And that felt so. Um, it just felt so wrong to me to right. to basically not be able to show up how I wanted to show up. So um, I got the calling a few mm -hmm. different times from a few different people saying, oh, you should be a midwife. Oh, you should be a midwife. And I was like, no, that's okay. I don't want the responsibility. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. I'm not sure. And I just kept saying no, but the calling always mm -hmm. keeps calling. Um, and then so eventually the stars aligned in just the right way where I was able to afford midwifery school and it lined up with a, a placement where I could learn in a home birth and birth center practice. And it was all integrated. And I said, you know what? I might as well, because I'm getting super burned out on hospital birth. Mm. Um, and then that was when I, I started my midwifery journey. Um, so I've worked in two home birth practices and two birth center practices. Um, one of them is a freestanding birth center run by CNM, so certified nurse midwives. I'm a licensed midwife, which means I'm an autonomous care provider. I'm licensed by the Medical Board of California. Um, so I didn't go to nursing school before I became a midwife. I just became a midwife. Um, and then that kind of started my midwifery journey. And then with my son, I was able to experience having or receiving midwifery care as the patient or as the mm. person giving birth. And that's really when I feel like my love for midwifery care deepened mm. because I actually got to receive it. And I was able to notice how significant the differences were, right. um, not just in my birthing experience and my pregnancy, but in my postpartum recovery. Right. It was huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Which we can even talk about. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that's night and day. I agree. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to ask, um, I know, but maybe the listeners don't. So why are, why do women think it's like this? Why do you think that women think that it's like so quote unquote powerful to to have a child in their home or in the water like they it's almost like this pedestal like which it is but I'm saying in like the 3d world yeah yeah, yeah. not you know right not the spiritual realm but right. what, what why do we glorify um you know what is actually really normal for us. Yeah, I mean, I think there's so many layers to this and I think probably a big piece of it is that culturally as a society, we talk about birth in a way that um, brings up a lot of fear mm -hmm. and it is centered around suffering. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, we are just raised with the knowing 
that birth is going to be painful. It's going to be scary and you just have to get through it however you can. Um, and that's, that's not the birth that I see all the time. Right. And I've seen all different kinds of births. Mm-hmm. I've seen people birth at home who have had really intense experiences. Mm-hmm. I've had people have like beautiful spiritual experiences. I've had people have to work really, really, really hard to have their babies. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there are some times where people do feel scared or they feel overwhelmed, but they also at the same time feel held by their birth team. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it, it's looked at more as like a, like a ceremony or a, a process versus like this thing that happens to you. And I think that's a lot of what we hear in society is that like, you know, it's centered around trauma and um, just, you know, I mean, yeah, there's just so many, <laughs> so, so many, many layers. Things. It's yeah. also business, like, yes. which is, has so yeah. much money and, we watch it on media. I mean, when's the last time that we watched like somebody give birth at home in a movie, you know? Right. Yeah. So all of these things that we're taking in, we are recording in our mind, whether we realize it or not. And then it plays, and then it, and then one gets pregnant and you just follow the program that you've been watching. You just replay the recording. Yes. Um, which I, I'm, I mean, we're both, we both did we that. both did it because that's what you do that's what you that's do that's what we do and i think that another component to this too is that we are also um conditioned to trust our care providers to be the decision makers over our bodies and our autonomy yes um and so i think that you know when people say oh you're brave to have your baby at home from my perspective, I say you're brave to walk into a hospital mm. because you don't know who you're going to get. Yeah. You don't know what kind of mood they're going to be in. Right. You don't know what, you know, maybe you have some idea of their policies and procedures at the hospital, but you know, what other interventions are they going to recommend? Do you have a relationship and a rapport with that person? Is that person going to respect your autonomy? Is that person going to respect your yes and respect your no? Um, you know, and there, and I don't want to talk poorly about care providers in general. There are some amazing, incredible care providers who do really, really good work within the hospital system. Um, but from my perspective, the way that I practice and the type of care that I, I try my best to give is informed choice decision-making, you know, so, and that's telling people about all of the options that are available to them, Mm -hmm. asking them what it is that they want not just what they want to do, but what do you want out of this experience? Mm -hmm. How can I show up for you and help keep you and your baby safe while also speaking to like your mental, emotional, and spiritual experience? Because having a baby isn't a medical procedure, right? You're welcoming, you're literally the portal for a new soul to come into the world. And so that's a little, a little bit more significant, I think, than just a, a human exiting your body, you know? Right. Um, and so I think that is also like another layer of this paradigm shift here where, you know, we're taking a step back and we're really honoring the process and addressing the whole mother 
or the whole birth giver so that we can help these new souls come into the world as integrated as possible and then improve outcomes so mm. you know have integrated postpartum experiences mm -hmm. with the whole family mm -hmm. um, and it really helps to heal you know generational wounds and so I when I look at home birth I don't I don't think like oh you're brave or oh right you're, right you know, right I think like I think that it's getting back to what the root of what mm -hmm. we have done for since the beginning of time. Right. I remember I told my mom that I was going to do a home birth and she's like, aren't you scared? I'm like, mom, grandma, my like super Mexican family, my grandma is still, she birthed all of her children at home. I'm like, her midwife is probably her neighbor. Yeah. Because like, that's just the, that's just how it, it just go back to the basics. We forget about the basics. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the, that was like, that's literally where I told her, I was like, mom, well, how did grandma birth? She's like, yeah, but now there's hospitals and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, just trust me on this one. I got it. And it was, I think that's that, that has to be said on here because if there's something tugging at you and there's something calling you forward, that is something that you get to answer. So if you, you know, if your soul's telling you to go to the hospital, then follow that. And yeah. if there's also a little interest in like, maybe I can't do this at home, then you get to do some work. As I, I know for me, when I was pregnant, I had to really rewire some trauma that happened mm -hmm. and that took time. And that took like talking to you and reading books and, you know, like intentionally like following instagram accounts that would help me reprogram what i yeah. knew birth to be um and you know we, i get asked like on instagram which i was just telling you like if people ask me for advice what, what would be the advice that you'd give me if i'm gonna birth at home and it's just so unique mm -hmm. to everybody like i can say breathe or i can say like connect with your soul but that's not all, that's just almost like this yeah that generic you know because it's just so much deeper everyone's journey is their own yes and you know we were talking earlier about how you know you didn't just wake up one day and say hey i'm gonna right. have a home birth like your spiritual path your journey mm -hmm. led you to the the option or opportunity of home birth by way of a, a million other yes sequences of events that happened yeah. and growth that happened over time um you know and i think that's really beautiful because we are all in different places on our path on our journey and there are lots of people who still feel like birthing in the hospital is i mean birthing at home is not for me right and um and i support that i'm you know, I think that's great. If you know what's aligned with you and you know what works for you, then that's what you need to do. That's right. your path, that's your journey. Um, but I do believe that everybody can benefit from midwifery care, the midwifery model of care, no matter where they choose to give yeah. birth. Um, and even like people don't even know that for wellness visits, we do preconception fertility, we do PAPs, we do annual exams. Um, <laughs> So, you know, midwives have been caring for people throughout their reproductive years since the beginning of time. And yeah, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know a lot of that stuff. So it's, it's really, really cool to know. 
Um, even, you know, there's, I, there are, the, there's people that um, don't think it's safe to birth at home or they're like, what's going to happen if I have to go to the hospital for whatever reason? Yeah. Like that, that is still something that can happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I remember even for me, sorry. No, I'm not sorry. My bad. Analia wants to be, she wants to talk on this too. She's got things to say. <laughs> um, but there is, I was even surprised with like when I got really close to the last days and yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm 41 days, 41 weeks and six days. I think I had like a few hours. Yeah, you're like 41 and 5 or 41 and 6. It was really close. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, in, is it the state of California? In California, yeah. So once we pass 42 weeks. So once you get to 42 weeks, okay, oh yeah. so we can only do births at home between yeah. 37 and 42 weeks. Once you get to 42 weeks, then we have to legally transfer you to the hospital. And I was freaking out, mm -hmm. and I like remember I text you, and I think you were 41 and 5. Yeah, 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 and yeah, right. So she came on a Thursday, and uh, I would have been 42 on Friday. Yeah. Anyway, um, I hope you're enjoying Analia on this podcast. <laughs> She's supposed to be asleep. But anyway, I was like freaking out because I'm like, oh my God, if I need to be induced again, this is how it all started. I don't take me back. And then you called me, you're like, there's actually tons of options like to being induced. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be, um, you A know, medical hospital induction. Right. Yeah. There's just so many things that I didn't even know. Yeah. Even like the fact that um, I think with like numbers, there's like this. I think you posted on um, how uh, midwifery, the numbers go down when it's like uh, emergency C-section, right? So we reduce the risk of certain interventions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Would, I mean, can we like talk about yeah, that? There's probably definitely. so many things. Yes. I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head mm -hmm. of how much, but there have been studies that have been done, um, large studies with thousands and thousands of people who had planned births with midwives. And I think that's another really important thing to talk about whenever you're doing research about home birth. Mm -hmm. um, there's some really well-conducted studies and really poorly conducted studies. And the studies that are conducted well only include planned home births. So not the people who like accidentally had a home birth unassisted, they actually meant to go to the hospital, but their baby came too fast or whatever it was. Those, st those studies that include unplanned home births kind of skew the data and it does make home birth look more unsafe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but when you look at studies for planned home births, um, it significantly reduces the risk of cesarean, of interventions like forceps and vacuum delivery, yeah. of augmentation, so using Pitocin to speed up your labor, mm. uh, labor induction, so making labor start medically. Right. Um, it also, the results as far as like the health of mom and baby were pretty much statistically the same. They were off by like one percentage point for moms and babies in home birth versus hospital birth. And so what you're looking at is when we say home birth is safe, <laughs> we're talking about um, 
home birth for low risk people. So in midwifery care, we take care of people who are considered low risk. And what that means is they don't have any significant pre-existing health conditions. Um, they don't have anything that would make birthing at home riskier um, from a medical perspective. And I think that's another thing that, you know, keeps our outcome so good is that we do a really good screening process for everybody who wants to start mm -hmm. care, make sure you're low risk, make sure you're healthy. And, you know, that doesn't mean that you have to be like the, the picture perfect, you know, emblem of great health. Um, there are lots of things that midwifery care also does to help people get healthier or, you know, stay healthier throughout their pregnancy. Um, and so something like an example would be if you develop gestational diabetes in pregnancy, what we do mm. in the out of hospital setting is we work on your, you know, we work on eating habits mm. and exercise and movement. And we talk about, you know, how we can best support your body also with supplements. And as long as mm. we can bring things back into normal, then you still qualify to have an out of hospital birth. Oh, that is so cool. Cause that can be, that can be like the make it or break it. I think for, for anybody that they have the you know somebody can tell you that you shouldn't do, try or do right home birth but the fact that you can actually see if that's true or not yeah. coming from like somebody else completely completely uh it's like what is it opposite right yeah. um and I feel like I'm bashing doctors a ton, but there's a time and a place. If there my is leg a time and a place. is falling off, yes. I'm gonna go yeah. to the hospital. Yeah. If it, if my body knows how to give birth and it's given birth, yeah. And how how many women give birth? Like it's not like it's it's a natural thing yeah. we have to remember that this is a natural thing well it's a normal uh function of our reproductive system mm, normal i love that it's to, to reproduce right yeah. it's it's a biological propensity that our bodies have is to reproduce right um you know so it's not a disease it's mm. not a a broken limb um there are diseases that can arise in pregnancy mm -hmm. and postpartum which is why it's so important to have good care whether it's midwifery care or mm. obstetrical care with a doctor to help make sure that you're safe and everything's normal but as long as everything is progressing normally what you are doing when you give birth is you're you're just re you're reproducing it's right your reproductive organs are functioning um, so it's a functional productive state. It's not a disease state. Right. I love that there's like so many aspects to, to, uh, midwifery. There's like, yes, a spiritual journey or spiritual awakening mm -hmm. type of stuff, but there's also like, like actual facts about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's what I feel like we, I mean, now that we're living in a, in a world where social media is just so easy to access, yes. I love that I can get on my Instagram and see these kind of things, you know, because yeah. people are just now more vocal posting their birthing videos yes. and all that Which stuff. Which is a great way to prepare children 
or siblings right. who present at birth, start talking to them about talking to them about birth, watch birth videos with them mm -hmm. so that it normalizes the process for them too. And then when they're present, they know like, oh yeah, that's how the baby comes right. out. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what we did. We yeah. would watch videos at night. And they loved it. And it wasn't like and I people would even ask me questions. They would message me and be like, are you aren't you like scared that you're putting this in the in you know their head or whatever i'm like no this is literally like this is normal this is yeah. natural they don't yeah. even know like the fact that you know i can't put fear upon them if they don't know what the fear right. is right so right. we would watch videos and it's funny because do you remember the after a birth um when analia came out i think I can't remember if it was Avi or Aiden, but they're like, where's the placenta? Yes. <laughs> they knew the next step. Yeah, they were like, okay, so the baby's out. Where's the placenta? Yes. And then they even, I mean, they yes. were like squishing it and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and then you were also asking about safety too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so um, I think that culturally, you know, we have this perspective that midwives are a little like woo and right, out there. Right. And, you know, I mentioned a little bit earlier, there are different types of midwives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't think one type of midwife is better right. than another. It's just a different avenue to receive the training that you need in order to become a midwife. Um, but there are traditional midwives who are basically taught in their communities by their elders mm. and it's not necessarily like a formal education mm. so much as it is like a community, a calling right. that way. There are certified nurse midwives who go to nursing school first and then they go to midwifery school mm. and then there are direct entry midwives like me who just go to midwifery school. Um, but as far as the safety goes, you know, there are many, many traditional elements that we use in birth. Mm -hmm. um, we use herbs, we use um, various tools, and you know, our hands are probably one of our biggest tools. Right. Um, we look at the hormone flow. So how is your oxytocin? If you are feeling safe and confident and cared for, your oxytocin is going to increase. Mm. It's the love and bonding hormone. It's also the hormone that makes your uterus work really well. And so we use the tool of the environment right. to help things progress. Um, and, you know, we also support people giving birth emotionally and spiritually and mentally too. Mm -hmm. And so we use more traditional aspects, but then we also have the medical understanding and the medical resource and tools. And so I think what a lot of people don't realize is that we bring full gear right. to your house. It's basically like, um, you know, some people have this idea that, oh, if I give birth at a birth center, it's safer than a home birth. Oh yeah. But everything that's at the birth center we have with us we just bring it to your house and make your house the birth center so we bring like oxygen we bring iv fluids we bring um medications to stop bleeding so it's not just like herbs and right 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 <laughs> good vibes right? right we're also like if we need to to help your body we have the immediate way to help your body right. um we also bring equipment to help babies breathe after they're born if they need a little bit of help mm -hmm. um we bring we're able to suture at least in the state of California mm -hmm. so we can do a vaginal repair if there's a tear and with lidocaine some numbing medication so it's not like barbaric or anything right. um, and we yeah we come with the full 
everything that you would need to have your baby at home comfortably and safely. Right. Um, and then we always come up with a backup plan. You know, there are times when it is safer to give birth in the hospital. Um, there are times when we need to call out for additional support and we need mm. to transport to the hospital. And we always have that plan established before labor starts. We know which hospital we're calling, we know where we're going. Um, and that's, that's what our training is. Right. You know, our training has, it, it teaches us how to keep people safe and when things are starting to go outside of the normal limits then we know when to make that call to transfer right. um yeah that's good to that's good to um add in because this may be like a new world for people yeah right? yeah um and to, to know that you can i mean i feel like you have to be you have to hold a lot of space for a lot of different type of, I'm, I'm talking to you yeah because <laughs> you have so many different I mean you come into people's homes yeah right so that already is like a big like energy stepping into but but at the same time how beautiful is it that you know for me it was really cool I had this like moment I think um a few hours when the sun came out and I was like on in the bed with Analia and I just looked out the backyard and I'm like that this shit is cool <laughs> I'm like birth in my room and I can literally just like I can see outside yeah. and even just having like my own like my own bowls being used yeah. you know just like little yeah. stuff the boys were in and out yes it was just it was just so cool. I remember when um, Aiden was, I think I needed to have a, a lactation person come and help me nurse. And I was like, no, I need you to come to my house because your pillows and my pillows are completely different. Yeah. So I need I need help here. Yeah. I don't need to go somewhere else you can show me because then I'm gonna get, come home and not know what the heck yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. So everything makes a huge difference. And like, to, for me, home was just, it was, it was just such a cool experience. Yeah just be literally home and then you know and and I, we haven't even abdul and i still need to do a podcast about like the actual birth, birth because yeah. that was that was freaking awesome yeah that and this is just you know i don't want this to be like um a thing where you compare yourself and it has to be this expectation right. um i'm just speaking from my experience that like birth was so this one was easy it was easy like i, I remember it's in my video i'm like yeah. that was easy yeah. um it was just so cool to like have this experience it came like full circle um and then it carried over for to postpartum yes so i remember feeling some kind of way after avi i remember like it was yesterday that i just had this this like I'm like why am I so sad when I should be so happy that I had this baby yeah I just I, I had these blues and I didn't know I was what I was feeling mm -hmm. um both Analia I literally felt like I was like high I was like glowing I was excited and and I really took my postpartum seriously with this one. Yes. I literally just started working out like yesterday and I'm five yeah. months with the boys. I was so eager. Yeah. And again, this is my experience. I was so eager to just go after it. Yeah. Um, How soon I, after the boys did you start? Probably like six, like six weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I just, 
gave birth. Like now that I think about <laughs> like six weeks, even honestly, my ego comes out a little bit when I will see it on social media and I'll see friends that just had a baby. I'm like, yeah. dude, <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 that's not my job. Come back, come back, come back. Yeah. But um, you recommended the fourth trimester and yeah. I freaking read that book yeah. and I was like, all right, let's get it. Let's do it. I'm, I'm not missing any steps. I'm going right. to do it a certain way. And um, I think it was you that mentioned like postpartum is like, it's not a period. It's like forever. You yeah, are postpartum forever. Postpartum means after birth. Right. <laughs> Period. You were always going to be after It's not birth. six weeks. It's not no, a window. There's not like a magical clock that expires when you're six weeks postpartum. Right. Yeah. And how do you feel after doing I it this way? I feel so good. Yeah. It feels, it was just so, it was, it's just good. I'm yeah. like. And how does your body feel working out now versus like working out six weeks postpartum? In the I past? think I was, I was pushing then and now it's pulling me. Yeah. You know, now yes. I'm like, okay, let's go, let's have some fun. Let's do some movement. And yeah. I'm like, even the way that I'm, um, choosing what I'm doing, mm -hmm. it feels like good. I talk to him, like, I want to do cycling and I want to do kickboxing. And I want to do like, I'm just like free. I want to do like, I want to experience different yeah. things. Um, and then with the boys, I was just like, okay, let's go back to the weights. Like, you know, it's just, I feel like I'm, uh, more creative, more present. It's just very, yeah. very different. Yeah. Um, but it also has to do because, you know, I also took on the whole journey of, you know, this, whatever my journey, not whatever, but <laughs> I've evolved a ton. Yes. Um, but it doesn't even have to be like this, right? Right. You can have the calling to like experience a home birth with yeah. your first one. Yeah. And I have lots of first time parents who come in people who say like, I just have always known, I had somebody who mm. had her first baby recently and she was like, before I was like, you know, when I was 18, when I was a teenager, I knew that wow. I was going to have my baby at home one day and I would have dreams about like breastfeeding my baby. Like as a teenager, she wow. knew it was coming in the future That's cool. and she did, you know, some people just know yeah. and we're all called in different ways to move along our path in the way that our soul right. needs for this journey. Yeah. I think that's important mm -hmm. is not to get caught up with, um, the things, the things of the world. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. it could just, which is probably a whole another podcast. <laughs> um, okay. So let's, maybe we can close it out with this. What I know, this is going to be a trick question because somebody Ooh, just asked me trick question. We're going to close it out with, <laughs> with what would be the first thing or the, the advice or the thing that you would give somebody that, um, um, that is ready to look into getting a midwife besides the interview, besides the interview. Yeah. yeah. Um, so somebody who like hears this podcast and, says like, Oh, maybe that could be an option. Yeah. For me. I would say, um, start soaking up all the information you can about home birth, mm. about midwifery care. I really, really believe that, you know, midwifery care is, it's rooted in autonomy and it's rooted in relationship 
and um, more of an integrated experience. So mm. midwifery care and having a home birth is more than just, oh, I'm having my baby at home. It's stepping into your power and stepping into the role of being the decision maker over your body and your autonomy mm. and your baby. And it's doing the research and knowing what you want and knowing what it takes to get what you want and the willingness to mm. be able to take those steps. Um, you know, so really what I would say is start looking inward right? and then start reaching outward to the resources that are going to guide you, whether that's books about home birth. There's a million amazing books out there. Ina Mae Gaskin has a book called um, Ina Mae's Guide to Childbirth. Um, that's probably where I would start people yeah. on their journey. Um, there's so many Instagram accounts. There's so many... <laughs> There's so many midwives on Instagram, even if it's somebody, you know, you wouldn't be interviewing with, but who's sharing amazing information about home birth and about what that, that care style, that care model is like. Um, but really just start to think about what it is that you want. What is this experience that you're seeking and begin to prepare yourself to step into that role. Awesome. I love it. There's a lot of rewiring to do. I yeah, like. for sure. Thanks for, thanks for coming over. Of course. I'm so grateful for you. It's so perfect. I remember when we signed out, I remember when we, um, I think we may have interviewed, interviewed two people, one person, and then you're the second one. And I was like, no, 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 it was a few, I'm lying, it was a few. And then I was like, no, that's my chick. I know, Abdul. <laughs> and then Abdul's like, well, this lady that I'm like, he's like, well, I like them both. I'm like, let me, let me uh, think You have to it. think about it. Cause I remember I was, I, you know, sent my after email yeah, yeah. or after interview email. And I was like, I'd love to work with you. Let me know what you think. Right. And you're like, we're going to think about it. Right. And I was like, all right. And I think it was maybe like, a week or two. Yeah, later. it was a week. It was yeah, a week. Uh -huh. and then you got back to me. and You were like, "Okay, let's yeah." Do I was it. like, "This is a chick. This is it right here," <laughs> and it's so perfect. And, and yeah. with uh, Laura too. Laura, I we have to amazing. interview. Abdul was like, "That's it. She's Italian. <laughs> she could cook." I was like, "How do? What about how I feel?" And he's like, "Well, I don't know. You." He's like, "I need a doula." Yeah. <laughs> But she just, I mean, she was awesome. It was yeah. so perfect. She, yeah. was, she was great. It was such a good, it, it was such a good team. Like, and then Analia didn't want any friends here. So nobody, I was calling my friends for like pictures and to yeah. watch the boys. Yeah. And nobody picked up. And then I remember yeah. you said, babies are going to invite who they invite. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. You're right. And it was perfect. Yeah. So, so good. We're invited to the birth that we're supposed to be. Yeah, at. man. Well, That's you almost, true. you were, <laughs> I know. she was like, I'm, I'm right here. And I remember being on the phone with Abdullah and I was like, I'm here. Open the gate. <laughs> <laughs> and he ran outside and oh opened the gate. Oh my God, that's going to be another yeah. podcast because I haven't even talked about yeah. that. Anyway, I love you so much. I'm Thank so you so much for, for having me. Oh, where can people find you? Oh, yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Midwife Courtney. Uh, my name is Courtney, the original way. Nothing fancy, nothing Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at Midwife Courtney. My website is also www.midwifecourtney.com. Um, those are pretty much, 
I mean, Instagram is where I hang out on social media and I'm happy to connect with anybody, even if you're not local to San Diego, but you would like to find a midwife or a doula or somebody who encapsulate your placenta elsewhere, um, you're welcome to reach out to me. I'm more than happy to connect you with people who I may or may not know in other places around the country. Perfect.